Super Talk Mississippi media production. Southern Miss fans know the number one stop for Golden Eagle Apparel is Campus Book Mart on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Baseball, basketball, football, Campus Book Mart has it covered with clothing to fit the young and old, big and small Golden Eagle in your family. You can visit the store on Hardy Street, shop online at campusbookmart.net, or call in your order and have it mailed to your front door. However you choose to buy, always visit Campus Book Mart first. You won't be sorry. Campus Book Mart and Southern Miss, to the top. All free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, it's Friday, and this is going to be a good one. Glad you're with us on the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Bob Getty from the Southern Bank Corps Studio here in Hattiesburg. Opening segment of the show sponsored, as it is every day, by Dickie's Barbecue Kit Pit. <laughs> a great place to cater your next event, a great place to have dinner with your family tonight, or if you're like me, and all your family's coming in for the weekend. It is a great place to go pick up some uh, delicious barbecue and feed everyone while they're at your house. We appreciate everything that uh, Dickie's uh, does for the Eagle Hour and, of course, for Southern Miss Athletics. Later in the show, we're going to go down to New Orleans, talk a little NFL football. But right now, and I'm happy to say this, I haven't had him uh, with me on the show in some time, uh, my good friend and sports information director at Southern Miss, Jack Duggan. And, Jack, good to hear from you, and I've been looking forward to this conversation today. You too, Bob. Guess where I'm sitting today? Now, where are you? As we speak. You're at the peak. I'm overlooking Pete Taylor Park, sitting in my normal spot at, um, oh. in the press box, getting ready for one thirty scrimmage. How good does that feel, Jack? Feels pretty good. We're two weeks away, so uh, yeah, two weeks from today. And I tell you what, Bob, if the weather uh, is is like that two weeks from today, it's going to be a gorgeous, gorgeous oh, day. Oh, man, we we. I'm going to make a prediction, though, Jack. I'm going to predict we're going to have some of those uh, campfire nights before the before the warm weather gets here, where you look out at the roost and you, you you see all the campfires and you're wearing a heavy jacket and you're enjoying baseball. That's when you know that it's back, right? That's that's exactly right. We're looking forward <laughs> to it. it it's a uh, new new era in Southern Miss baseball, and just man, just chomping at the bit to get forward to get here. No question. Well, I'm glad you're with me. We're going to certainly talk a lot about baseball. But first, I wanted to uh, I wanted to get your thoughts. We were both at the basketball game last night. The ladies beat uh, Louisiana 55-48. to They were 27-37 from the free throw line. And they, out, they out-rebounded the uh, Lady Cajuns by 18 boards. But, Jack, you made a great comment before we went on the air. That was kind of like old-school basketball. I'm, I'm a, look, I'm happy to say I'm an old-school guy. And, uh... Boy, that was a gritty defensive fight last night between the ladies, wasn't it? It really was. It was a. It was a. It was a. It was a fun. It was a fun game. Uh, I mean, they were getting after each other. They were. They were. They were hitting each other hard underneath the glass, and and uh, you know every every shot it seemed like last night was contested. Right. And uh, it was. It was. It was. A, it was a nice atmosphere. It was. Uh, uh, it was National uh, Women and Girls Day, uh, and we recognized all of our uh, female 
uh, athletic sports last night too. So we had a great crowd at, at, at Reed Green Coliseum and, and they were treated, they were treated to a really good ball game last night. Well, you knew when Louisiana was coming here. I mean, you, you, you know what to expect when they come on campus, right? Oh, there's no doubt. I mean, this, it, it doesn't matter what sport. I mean, it's, it's definitely turning into a pretty good, uh, rivalry between the two schools and, uh, yeah, it's 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 nice. It's nice seeing us when we play Louisiana, we play a South Alabama, we play a Troy. You know, it's, it just seems like there's a little bit extra um, uh, when when our kids take the floor, and so that's good. You like to see that. Hey, look, when you've beaten South Alabama and Louisiana back to back, that's a that's a pretty, that's a pretty good stretch for any of our athletic teams, right? Well, it really is, and uh, I tell you, she she's got uh, Coach McNellis has gotten them playing really well, and. Uh, you know, they just, they, they've been really fun to watch. I mean, I know Dominic Davis has, has been a little bit banged up and, uh, uh, but, but she continues to, to fight through and, and play hard. And, you know, the Lady Eagles have, have one of the best, uh, inside players in the league and Malia Grayson. Uh, and, uh, you know, you, you see those other, those other supporting cast members, uh, that, that just kind of come and, each night and uh and 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 they're fun they're they're fun to watch they just uh you know they 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 come out they uh they they just play basketball the right way hard hard right way and uh you know it's it's a fun it's a fun two hours when you get a chance to do that i thoroughly i thoroughly enjoyed uh, the game last night you know jack uh uh Joy Lee in her 20th year, and of course she has established her own legend, but I know that Saturday they're going to be honoring the uh, Sweet 16 team that I I think Kay James was the coach of. I I bet you, Jack, there's some fans that don't realize the Lady Eagles made it to the Sweet 16 of the NCAAs. Oh, yeah. I mean, we've had – our our women's program is is, is, – I mean, historically is is a very good program. I mean – I mean, we we have gone to to the NCAA tournament, you know, many times mm-hmm. uh, in in our in our uh, program's history, and uh, you know, you go back and you know, I always I always go back to uh, sort of my first or, or my my starting point for me is is Shirley Hill, uh, someone who uh, I had a chance to learn under, uh, work with, and then supervise in sports information. She was a you know, uh, former former Lady Eagles, uh, then turned assistant coach slash assistant SID, and then and then was the uh, assistant SID here for the longest time. And um, you know, your first female in the uh, M Club Hall of Fame. So, you know, she she's where uh, I, I I start when I when I when I think of uh, our, our Lady Eagle history and and Shirley just unbelievable. Uh, player that, that she was but but you know you look uh you look Julie Lee she was a great player as well yeah. you know Portland McCaskill Brandy Reed we've had we've had great players over the years and there's and uh the program has, has really had a, a long and, and illustrious uh run they really have no question and I, I want to we'll conclude with that after this but and, and then in the backdrop of this season is is uh coach McNellis you know struggling uh with cancer but what an example she has made for these kids on this team of perseverance and never giving up and, and fighting through adversity, Jack. Oh, no doubt. And and 
she just you just marvel at everything that she's been able to do, and 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 you know it hasn't been easy. But uh, no, you know you you got to give her credit. I mean, she's each and every day she's 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 busting her tail for her players and and you know trying to get her program uh, to win games. And uh, you know with with what she's got going on, I mean, you know, I mean you got to tip your cap to her. I mean, it's just it's just amazing. You know, the things that her and her staff uh, have been able to do, and 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 some difficult some difficult times really. Right. But uh, she, you know, she doesn't let it. She doesn't let it affect her. She she keeps going after it, and uh, you know, you, you can't help but have uh, the utmost respect for her and, and everything that she's done. And and I've been around that basketball team covering them, and there's there boy, there is no question how much those kids love her. And uh, oh, there's no doubt they yeah, they, they and they have rallied they have rallied uh, by our side this year. So it's you know it. it I, I tell you what, it's you know for me. For me, I, you know, basketball is that time between fo- the end of football season and uh, <laughs> the start of baseball, and right. and you know, I get two months. I get to enjoy watching them play and watching them grow. Not only the Lady Eagles, but 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 you know, Jay Ladner's team as well, and right. you know, seeing them seeing them progress as the year goes on. And I tell you, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun spending your winter uh, watching some quality basketball. You know, not only. You know, at Reed Green Coliseum, but but seeing those guys on the road, and you know how tough it is to play on the road, right, Bob. And, right. Uh, just you know, each and every day, it's it's fun. It's fun to it's fun to see those kids mature, grow up, and, and become better. Not only better basketball players, but better humans as yeah. well. Congrats to those girls last night. That was exciting. Oh, no doubt. All right, we want to talk baseball in the next segment. I've got just a minute, but I want to get you before we take the break. I want to get your comments on uh, Frank Gore Jr.'s performance. And the East West Shrine Bowl and named MVP. That's a pretty good, Jack. It's it's wonderful. I mean, yeah, I saw it. I did not get to see the game last night, but I saw his his big run uh, for that I think forty nine yard touchdown run early in the game, and then he had another long run. I think he finished with six carries for eighty seven yards and a touchdown. And like you said, he was named MVP. And yeah, just a credit to our program. And that's I mean, I don't think anybody's surprised. That has watched him play the last four years here, you know, and in, in, uh, in the Pine Belt, uh, they know what they know what Frank can do, and you know, hopefully that'll help, you know, his chances uh, as he moves toward the next level. You know, he is going to get a chance to to uh, participate in the combine. I think what end of this month, start yeah. of start of next month. So uh, we couldn't be we couldn't be prouder of Frank and everything that he does. He's such a wonderful ambassador for our university. No question. We're talking to Jack Duggan, the old left-hander, sports uh, information director for University of Southern Mississippi. Go talk a little baseball when we come back. Quick reminder, the official auto dealer of the Eagle Hour is Genesis of Hattiesburg. Genesis sedans and SUVs are the finest luxury vehicles on the road today. And coming soon, the all-new Genesis showroom on Highway 98 West in Hattiesburg. You can hear the Super Talk Eagle Hour podcast whenever you like. Apple, Audible, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or you can just tell Alexa to play the Super Talk Eagle Hour. More with Jack Duggan, other side of this short three-minute break.
You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Hey, welcome back. Campus Bookmark, campusbookmark.net, the sponsor of this segment of our program every day, Miss Kathleen. We talk about her all the time because we we love the lady, and uh, we think you will, too, when you meet her. She is dedicated to Campus Bookmark and campusbookmark.net, and they put out the best selection of Southern Miss apparel anywhere. Give them a visit on Hardy Street or at campusbookmark.net. Talking to our buddy Jack Duggan, Sports Information Director. All right, Jack. All right, Jack, let's let's get to something you and I really enjoy having conversations about. And All right. That's Southern Miss baseball. And we are we are fourteen days away. We have a lot of new faces on the team. We have some, you know, some familiar kids coming back and uh even though there's a new head coach, it's largely the same coaching staff in a sense. And uh so there's there's a a, a mixture of new and old. You've been out. You're out there now. Uh, you play baseball at uh, Southern Miss. Just, just first, your general impression of uh, of things two weeks out. What what is the vibe you pick up, Jack? I I think I think it's a vibe of of, of confidence. I think it's a vibe of uh, a team a team that basically is is half new. I mean, you're talking what twenty or twenty one new players and. There doesn't seem to be a lot of new versus old. There's a there's a great mesh between the old the older players and the newer players, and I think that honestly, Bob, I think that happened right away. I, it didn't take long for those guys to to kind of mesh together a little bit, and you know, and now they just continue to to to, to kind of focus to get ready on opening day. Uh, I mean, I you know, we've got to replace what six starters. Um, uh, position player starters. Yeah, I think that's and you're right. going to see you're going to see a lot of new faces. Uh, you know, I would that first weekend, the Maris weekend, I would suggest buy you a one dollar game program so you can you can look <laughs> and see who some of the new guys are. But uh, I, I really feel that 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 after that first weekend, you're gonna you're gonna figure out who the new guys are uh, pretty quickly, and uh, and and. This team is gonna is gonna uh, is gonna is gonna find success just like it has, you know, over the last seven eight years uh, or nine years, you know, or seven years since we've uh, started our regional run back in 2016. Yeah, no question. The last two years have just been magical. Uh, I really have. I mean, yeah. I mean, if 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 it say five years ago, you'd say, hey, you know, Golden Eagles would host. You know, two super regionals. You know, what would you? I mean, <laughs> you'd say that would be fantastic, and we yeah. and we certainly did that. And yeah. you know, I don't know. I don't understand why we couldn't do it again this year. Uh, you know, I mean, certainly we're not we're not uh, we haven't been highly rated uh, in the early going with the, any of the preseason polls. But you know, quite frankly, who cares? I mean, right. it doesn't it doesn't matter now. It matters. You know, I, I just get this feeling we're going to do what we normally do is. We get to about mid to late March, early April, and then you'll see us take you'll off. See us jump, jump up in the polls, and and uh, you know make that patented gold eagle run like we like we're used to, and um, and I, I I think you know come come late May, early June, you're going to see us uh, playing again in the postseason. I agree completely. You know, expectations are, are what they are, and uh, and I, every coach I've ever talked to out there, they like. They like for there to be great expectations. You know, we've reached a point too, Jack, for teams like this opening team coming here, 
the uh, team from Indiana, Indiana State, I believe, is coming here as a super yep. regional team. But, you know, when they come in here, this is a big deal to come in here and, and play this two-time defending regional champion, back-to-back regional champions. And uh, you're always going to get the best shot of everybody you play, right? It's going to be a little extra juice for them when they're here playing the Golden uh, Eagles. There's no doubt. I mean, you come in and there's 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 5,000 people, uh, you know, sitting in the bleachers or out in the roost. And uh, how does that not get – that blood pumping, that 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 competitive juice is flowing. Yeah. I mean, if if it doesn't, then you don't need to be on the field. Correct. Because uh, and and I mean, I I remember my playing days going, you know, tough places to play, and and how much you look forward to it, and and it, it's fun. It's fun. I'd rather I'd rather play in a in a uh, in a hard environment than one that has no environment. That's certainly that's certainly the case. And, uh, you know, I think teams will tell you this is, you know, a lot of teams will tell you that this is one of their favorite places to come play. Yeah. Just because uh, I think, you know, our, our, our athletic staff, we understand, we understand, you know, what it takes uh, to put a good product, not only on the field, but, you know, f- from a game, game management or game uh, broadcast standpoint, you know, every, you know, every little piece we, we we take great care in and we try to make it a a great experience for everybody that comes in this gate not only not only fans but players and uh you know visiting administrators and that sort of thing we we, we want this to be a special place we work very hard for it to be that and we just you know we just keep we want to keep growing that so special place that that's the perfect description and i say that from the bottom of my heart that 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 to me is one of the most special places I can never go. I mean, to be there on a Friday night, to be there on a Saturday afternoon, watching kids running around with gloves on and Southern Miss hats, and you know, and uh, watch the, the fans giving jazz to the visiting bullpen. I mean, Jack, it just doesn't get any better, man. I mean, it's it's yeah, really, really special. It really does. It really does. Well, look, at, just look on Sunday. Look on Sundays at the ballpark where the kids yeah. run the bases and all the all the parents and and brothers and sisters and just just. They kind of work their way onto the field, and how how our our players and our coaches, you know, respond to that, and 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 how it's it's just such a it's such a, a welcoming uh, environment. And uh, I, I know to me, you know, it, it gets tough. Like if you're a guy trying to trying to inter- arrange interviews uh, for players and coaches after a game when there's you know 300 people on the field, it could be a little tough. <laughs> a little, but again. There's something special about that too, and and um, you know you you don't get that every place, and we're, we're fortunate enough that 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 we're at that point. I remember I remember when I was a freshman, Bob, 1986. It, I mean, Pete Taylor Park wasn't what Pete Taylor Park is now. I mean, right. there was no roost then. Right. Uh, we had two or three sets of bleachers. The press box was a two-story center block building that which was probably six by six feet you know we've come a long way uh you know since that 86 team we've only had one losing season over that time it's 36 out of the last 37 years something like that mm-hmm. you know and that's a credit that's a credit to hill denson that's a credit to uh uh the lake corky palmer that's a credit to scott barry and it's a credit to everyone that's played for them and it's also a credit to to all the fans that have that have that have come and and 
uh, bought into Southern Miss baseball and and if, and and enjoy their time coming out here and watching us play. And we play with anybody. Just look over the last couple of years. Just off the top of my head, postseason wins over and and you can correct me anybody I overlook, but wins over Auburn, Florida State, Ole Miss, LSU. I mean. <laughs> You know, th- those are some of the blue blood programs of, of college baseball, and and our our kids stand there go toe to toe with them anytime they play them, Jack. Yeah, I mean, we beat Florida State, Ole Miss, in the same back, day, back to back games yeah. to, to, to for a chance to play Ole Miss again in the twenty one regional final. Right. So, right. I mean, it's it's, I mean, Bob, it, it you know, this is a special program. You know, I could I could talk about that all day. I mean. Uh, till till people get sick of it, but but it is, and and um, you know we've 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 got something special here, and and we 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 absolutely love it, completely, totally, absolutely. All right, we got about a minute and a half left. You know, it all starts, and you know this. You pitched in college. It starts with the pitching. It ends with pitching many times, and yeah. uh, I think we have the best pitching coach we could possibly have. Uh, your your thoughts in the last minute we have about the, the depth of our pitching staff? It, it appears to me to be very very deep. Yeah, it does. I, I I think we probably have twelve to fifteen arms that we could probably use this season. Uh, I think we'll have a lot more pieces to our to our arsenal than say we did a year ago. Uh, and and maybe we're close to what we had in 2022. And hey, the 2022 season, Bob, was or that staff elite, 700 and what 46 strikeouts. It was unbelievable uh, for that team school record. I think we had what 154 walks. We were second in the country in in uh, strikeout to walk ratio. So it was. I tell you, if you saw that twenty-two pitching staff, it was it was absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, there's no question. Well, Jack, man, you could sit down with a diet coke and a big jar of uh, uh, peanut M and M's and talk about baseball the rest of the day, could we not? I, I definitely could. Well, if you get bored, come on out. Uh, scrimmage is getting ready to get get we started, go. so we're having we're having a nice afternoon here at P. Taylor Park. Always a pleasure, my friend. I, I enjoy talking to you. Thanks, Same Jack. here, Bob. You take care. Thanks uh, for having me. All right, man. Jack Duggan, everybody. Sports Information Director. How to get chill bumps talking about Golden Eagle Baseball, huh? I can't wait. We'll be right back. To the Eagle Hour. Hey, welcome back. I want to thank Jack Duggan uh, for that great conversation. First half of the program. This segment sponsored by Fourth Street Bar and Grill. You can catch all the basketball games this weekend right there in the shadow of the rock. Get some good food. Hang out with some of your Southern Miss buddies as well. It's always available and always fun 
4th Street Bar and Grill. I want to say hello to Mo Bay Beignet Company. Be a great weekend to get a delicious plate of beignets. 2902 Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Visit their Facebook page and go enjoy fresh beignets at Mo Bay Beignet on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Patrick McGee from NOLA.com joins us every Friday. Uh, this is no exception. Always glad to have Patrick on the show. Before we get to sports talk, the important question, how's Blue? Is he good and everything good in Blue's world? He's good. He's getting ready to uh, uh, bark at parade goers for the next two weeks. Mardi Gras uh, parade start oh. up tonight uh, oh. uptown. So, and he, he he's not a fan. He <laughs> hates all the jingle jangle of beads walking down the street. Do they come right down where we you live, Patrick? Yeah, well, I live in what they call the box, which means I'm kind of uh, blocked in whenever the parades start uptown. Uh-huh. Uh, so they, you know, people in my neighborhoods they they go to the parades. But I'm like three three to three and a half blocks from the route itself on St. Charles. I got you. That's fun times in New Orleans, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see. My, uh, we're going to go out tonight because the weather looks a little iffy for Saturday and Sunday. So we'll we'll see what we can get into tonight. All right, we'll good. I hope you have a good time. All right, let's talk football. New Orleans Saints. You uh, tell me that uh, the Saints are doing some stuff that indicates a continued commitment to Derek Carr as the quarterback. Yeah, we uh, Luke Johnson and Luke Johnson, and Matt Paris are both in Mobile this week uh, with the Senior Bowl, and they've been talking to league sources, and and all indications point towards the Saints restructuring Derek uh, Carr's contract, which would save the team uh, money against the cap, but also in the same process would likely uh, put the Saints in a position where they're they're you know essentially committing to Derek Carr's their short, uh, starting quarterback for the next two seasons. Uh, next two seasons the original contract with Carr uh kind of had two years locked in with the saints so uh basically you're going from uh, uh two years to three years as Derek Carr is your starting quarterback and for a lot of saints fans they're not exactly uh thrilled with that idea they want to see the team have flexibility to move on and and insert a young quarterback and, that, and it's, this isn't going to stop them from say drafting a, a young quarterback uh but they would still have significant amount of money and uh, commitment uh, put into Derek Carr through the next two seasons. I don't think it's fair to put all the blame for a disappointing year on Derek Carr. I mean, he didn't have a lot of protection some games. No, and it's it, it's slightly cliche when you talk about, you know, oh, he was banged up, but he was. I mean, he took some really brutal hits, and he just wasn't quite himself uh, coming out of that Green Bay game when he got hurt, and the Saints were up 17-0, and he gets hurt, and that get, the team just falls apart. When You know, it, it, if Derek Carr is on the field for the entire season, I mean, it, it's you know, if he didn't have to leave for injuries here or there, or you know, or concussion protocol, the Saints are in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So with Derek Carr on the field, uh, the Saints are a playoff team. So there is that to be said. And this is, you know, Derek Carr. It was not great at times this season. He had two or three games that were fairly bad, uh, but overall, he was good and, and better than what you would say is the, is the average quarterback in the NFL. Especially if you look at the statistics and the way he closed out the season. Uh, they were they were very close to getting in the playoffs, or you know. The last three years, they just keep coming up just short. And uh, it's just one game away for the Saints this season. If if Carr's on the field and fairly healthy next season, you think the Saints are back in a back in a chance to maybe play for a wild card bid. Yeah, before we know it, it'll be draft time. How do, the, how do the Saints set up this year when it comes to the draft, Patrick? You know, I, I, I think offensive line will, will be one area that they try to, uh, you know, address uh whether it's at left tackle or you know ryan ramchek their right tackle he's he's been around for a little bit and he's had some injuries kind of uh get to him if they could really kind of draft a true tackle somebody that can help them out on either side and maybe another guy to provide depth on the inside i think that makes a lot of sense but really across the board 
uh, you know, I think they're pretty in, in good shape in the secondary with young talent. Uh, but whether it's linebacker, defensive line, offensive line, uh, I, w- I would think they would they have they're going to go in there probably looking for the best available talent. Right. One thing that's kind of surprised me following the NFL this time of the year is that uh, all the coaching carousel is is ended now and. And here's Bill Belichick uh, from uh, the Patriots, six Super Bowls under his belt, uh, mm-hmm. winning his coach right now in the NFL. He gets no job offer. What What do you make of that? Well, I, what I said to you on air is, you know, sometimes it's if there's not a right fit for a guy, it's not going to happen. And that's, that's part of the problem here is that Belichick didn't really just have a, a team that he could step in where they have established, established players at key positions and the Falcons really need a quarterback. <clears throat> so it, you know, you just <laughs> all you got to do is look what the Patriots look like in the last two seasons without an established quarterback. They were not good, mm-hmm. uh, and and you know Belichick's a good coach. I expect him to be a head coach in the NFL again, but there probably just weren't any jobs that make, really made sense for for him or the for, or the teams themselves. So uh, Belichick, he's you know, I think the right in the right job where he goes in and there's really the you know the pieces are you know already for the most part in place. I think he can still get teams to the postseason, but I think there's probably an assumption around the league that the offensive game is kind of passed in by. Uh, you know, you know, the coordinator, you know, situation really hasn't worked out. They haven't really been dynamic since Tom Brady left. So uh it's just there's a lot of probably GMs and owners who look at Belichick is like, yeah, he can put a good defense on the field, but does he really know what it takes to, to be a good offensive team these days? Right. Well, Belichick's not looking for a job because he needs the money, or, yeah. or or he needs to or he needs to prove that he's a good coach. But I wonder this, Patrick. I I think it's human nature to look at that entire situation and say, "Yeah, look at this." Now, Tom Brady leaves New England and they collapse. Brady goes to Tampa Bay. They win the Super Bowl. The secret all these years was not Bill Belichick. It was Tom Brady. Now, do you think that's in his head, and do you think he wants to prove people wrong, or do you think he probably doesn't care what they think? Well, I, I don't doubt that he thinks about it, because I'm sure there's, you know, all he has, uh, he's not a guy that pr- pr- browses media and, and, and sees what people are saying, but you, he knows people are saying that, you know? Uh-huh. So it's there. He, he knows it's going to follow him a little bit, unless he can kind of change that story with another job. Yeah, and you and so you think that may have something to do with the fact that he doesn't want to hang it up at I think he's seventy two or seventy three years old. Yeah, yeah, and that last season in New England was awful. Yeah. Uh, the one game I watched there is against the Saints, and the Saints just absolutely demolished them. Uh, the the Patriots did not look like a, an NFL team on the offensive side, especially. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they were they were a very bad team this year. Well, of course, not going to happen to me. But if I had his money at his age, the only job i'd have is checking my crab traps every day from my beach house somewhere. yeah yeah no joke <laughs> that's exactly how the... so let's so uh frank gore jr wins the mvp yeah. of the east west shrine game and uh and of course now he's going to the nfl combine uh we we know mm-hmm. about his family history and we know what he did here but he's not a really big guy uh what, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts about frank gore jr as a national football league running back you know he he's really one of those players throughout his career where he, man, he's a really good player, but you just don't know what you know how good he's going to be until the next level until you just throw him out there. You know, there's guys you know throughout that have come up through college or whatever. Oh, he's too small or he he doesn't quite have you know the speed or whatever. But you know, Jerry Rice wasn't the fastest guy on the field. 
Yeah. Uh, or the biggest guy on the field. There's a lot of guys that have come. I mean, Walter Payton was a, was a beast, but he really wasn't that big of a guy at running back, you know? Mm-hmm. Some guys just kind of play above their size and, and really just, you know, can compete and, and just have a lot of things that make up for their inadequacies. And I, I, you know, I'm beginning to think that Frank Gore Jr. might be that type of player. You know, I, he's, he's surprisingly quick, surprisingly fast. He doesn't look, look it, but I mean, he just really sees the, the gaps and goes to it. And he's just a smart football player. Uh, he's going to, you know, have to get you know, a little bigger, a little stronger and get better, maybe in back blocking in the passing game, some other things. But mm-hmm. I think he's going to get a chance. I think he'll at least be on practice roster say next season i could see him too maybe being a special teams player you know maybe punt returner for for a team and and a third down back perhaps you know yeah yeah he he, you know he's bigger than dave meggett but i kind of look at him and and think of a of a dave meggett type guy meggett's probably slightly faster but they're not that different no we're going to talk to you again before the super bowl i think you nailed it last week i think you predicted the exact two teams did you not that we're going to play i believe so yeah i believe so yeah i I mean it's hard to go against the chiefs right now they just know how to win in these situations it really is and and they're just not the the mistakes they were making in the worst part of the season you you have to think the chiefs are the favorite i think yeah real quickly about 30 seconds left your your thoughts about the decision in the detroit game by their head coach to go for it twice on fourth down and and then they end up losing a, a game by three points yeah, I, I was tuned in whenever they, they went for it. I guess it was relatively early there in the third quarter, and I thought it was a mistake. You know, I, I didn't – they were in field goal position. It would have been a reasonable field goal, and uh, momentum was squarely on the side of uh, – already at, uh, of San Francisco at that point. So he's been an aggressive coach, and he probably felt like he needs to stick to what he'd been doing all season. But, you know, that was – you know, you're it's – you, you know, you you win, you you move on or lose, your season's over with. Yeah. And to me, you have to make better choices in games like that. Yeah, I think it's different when you're playing in the right. NFC Championship game than when you're playing in the third week of the season. Right, exactly. Right. All right, Patrick, you and Blue have a good time at Mardi Gras tonight, brother, and we'll talk to you before the Super Bowl. All right, thanks, Bob. Patrick McGee, everybody, NOLA.com. Great, great friend of ours and uh, been with us since the first week the show was on the air. We'll be right back. Southern Miss to the top. Hey, glad you've been able to spend the last hour with us. want to thank uh, Patrick McGee from NOLA.com and Jack Duggan, who's sitting out at the Pete as we speak, for joining me in this hour. I thought great conversations and certainly uh, always enjoy my conversations with those guys. This segment of the show is sponsored by DBAT. DBAT is located on Hardy Street right here in Hattiesburg, and it is a state-of-the-art facility for softball and baseball training, Luke Reynolds runs the place. They've got batting cages, all sorts of improvement programs uh, to make the uh, children in your house that play baseball and softball the very best they can be. And, of course, they train college athletes, high school athletes, uh, 
recreational athletes. Check them out. D-Bat, Hardy Street, and Hattiesburg. Appreciate them. Town & Country Cleaners is Hattiesburg's most trusted dry cleaners. They're family-owned and operated since 1983, and they offer services like steam pressing, shirt laundry, bulky bedding, minor alterations, and, of course, dry cleaning. You can visit Town & Country Cleaners at their convenient location across from USM on Hardy Street. You can call them at uh, 601-264-4920. They are a landmark in Hattiesburg Town & Country Cleaners. Yesterday, the uh, Southern Miss Athletic Department announced uh, creation of what they're calling a home field ticket return program for the 2024 Golden Eagle baseball season. Now, this allows season ticket holders the option of returning their unused tickets in exchange for earning priority points. The purpose is to allow fans to return unused seats back to the ticket office, which enables other Eagle Club members that maybe didn't get tickets the experience of a Southern Miss baseball. Uh, when you return your tickets to the program, you'll receive a non-monetary membership point credit. The ticket office will then resell any available tickets to Eagle Club members and use those funds to further the baseball program. We're going to get somebody on uh, from the school to explain this in a little more detail to us next weekend, exactly what the non-monetary benefits are for you. But uh, you can go on the southernmiss.com website and uh, – Get a little more information for yourself, and again, we'll bring somebody on next week to give us all a, a clear explanation of uh, what it is they're doing. All right, men's basketball back in action uh, tomorrow. They're going to be down in uh, southwest Texas taking on Texas State. On paper, it appears to be a very winnable game. Texas State is 2-8 and eight and 8-14. Eight and 14. They did win their uh, last game, but, but again, having a bad year. Golden Eagles 6-4 and four in the league. They're just three games out now with eight games left to play. They're 12 and 10 overall, playing with a lot of injuries. I uh, don't have any indication of whether or not Victor Hart will be back, but uh, you can catch that game uh, tomorrow afternoon. I think Kelly told me it's at 4:15 p.m. our time, Southern Miss and Texas State, ESPN Plus. The ladies are at home. They're going to be uh, hosting a really tough Troy team. Troy's nine and one, 12 and eight on the year. Southern Miss is four and six, 11 and nine on the season. And uh, Southern Miss will celebrate Senior Day against Troy. Uh, they knocked off Louisiana Monroe uh, last night. Uh, and so Southern Miss, anyway, be playing Troy, celebrating Senior Day. And, uh, you know, the last time they played, uh, they fell to the Trojans 77-70. to This could be a great day tomorrow, too, because uh, tip-off is at 2 o'clock. And the Lady Eagles will be welcoming back over 30 members of Lady Eagle alumni and holding a special celebration for the 30th anniversary of the 1993-1994 Sweet 16 women's team made it to the final 16 in the NCAA tournament in 93-94. Many of those players are going to be back in total. We're expecting about 30 former members of uh, Lady Eagle basketball uh, to be at Reed Green tomorrow, and we hope that there will be a nice crowd to greet them. They certainly... uh, are a big part of Southern Miss uh, women's basketball history. And uh, we think that it's going to be a really good day. And I want to get back for just a moment to the situation, uh, not situation, but the performance last night of uh, of Frank Gore Jr. in the uh, East-West Shrine Bowl, who comes out as the uh, offensive player of the game, 86 yards, had a touchdown, Really going to help him a lot, I think, uh, as he tries to establish a career in the NFL. The former Golden Eagle, just to remind you, had four seasons here. He left his third, left third 
in career rushing yards in USM football history. He rushed for 2,937 yards, 19 touchdowns. He threw, this is remarkable, he threw for 313 yards and seven touchdowns as well, of course, running out of the Wildcat formation. Well, what's next? Frank Gore will be at the 2024 NFL Combine. He has been invited there, which is a really good step. That'll be at the Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis, February 29th through March 3rd. That will all air on the NFL Network, so you'll have another opportunity to uh, see Frank Gore in action uh, as he tries to show his wares uh, for the uh, scouts in the National Football League. Hey, I want to thank Southern Bank Core Studios. They uh, host our studio broadcast each and every day. Great, great guys. Uh, we're going to be having some of them over with us on the 16th when we do a two-hour show. Also, of course, Dickie's Barbecue, Campus Bookmark, Forest Street Bar and Grill, D-Bad, Genesis of Hattiesburg, Town & Country Cleaners, Mo Babe and Yay, just to mention a few. And we have a number of other wonderful sponsors that we're very, very grateful for their support of our show. Remember, you can hear the Eagle Hour podcast anytime you like on Apple, Audible, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or you can simply tell Alexa to play the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Hey, sincerely, I thank you for tuning into the show each and every day. Really do appreciate it. Really enjoy your comments and enjoy talking to you at ball games, etc. Please keep it up. We, we love having you. We'll be back uh, Monday at 1 o'clock. Until then, Southern Miss to the top. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping. Into the future Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.